hi, hello, hello, hi, and welcome to all our hearts and minds. Thank you again for tuning in. We're here to discuss all things that have been on our hearts and minds. The good and the bad, the concerning and uplifting, or just straight talk. We're your hosts, Kimmy, our passionate heart. Yeah, I am. And me, Jeanette, our mind and chronic overthinker. Let's get into it. Yes, please. Yes. Okay. So we have a new week. It's been a little bit of, you know, summertime. It's harder to coordinate schedules, but we're here and are, we're doing our best to make sure that we're getting episodes as soon as possible to you guys. Um, yes. So we're back. Summer's here. And we'll just jump right into it uh, with the checkup. Uh, how are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty well. You know, I'm pretty, I'm doing okay. I can't complain. Um but uh, here in Ontario, we're going through it. We're going ooh, through it up here. Ooh, it's a sore spot. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it is. But uh, other than, you know, dealing with that and, you know, I, I, I can't complain. We're mm-hmm. alive. We're well. We're, you know, we're doing the damn thing. So how about you? How about you? How are you doing? Okay. I'm uh, pretty good. Um, You know, trudging along and <clears throat> trying to make the best out of... um summer and uh yeah. you know that's that's all we can ask for and you know the wedding is coming down barbecues coming down all types yeah. of fun stuff so yeah uh yeah i'll say okay doing all right <laughs> that's good that's good you know sometimes no news is good news you know yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. um okay so seems like we're all in all is okay. All in all is good. We're making it through, and that's wonderful. Um, right. So I guess we'll jump into the headlines. And um, so um, the first thing which you kind of alluded to was the weather here in Toronto, which hmm. um, was affected by a lot of wildfires that are happening in the Quebec area, Quebec, uh, Ottawa area, I believe. and. Um, it's interesting because the city that was most affected and who was cursing out Canada's name was New York City. Because, okay. Because um, we control the air, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. You know, it's just a lack of, um, what's the word? A lack of uh, knowledge. Education. That's what it is. Education. Uh, 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 okay. geogra- yes, on geography. Some <laughs> geography lessons um, might have been needed but um pretty much the fires that were going on for a while but on june the middle of this week on tuesday wednesday it was so bad in new york and toronto had it i guess toronto had it but no when i saw the photos in new york uh it was like toronto didn't have nothing going on (laughs) compared to that like the air was bad we had um weather warnings and in the morning when i was going to work and i didn't hear the new i didn't know what was going on i was just like it looked cloudy it was cloud- mm-hmm. it looked like I was just like, oh, it's a cloudy day. And at first I was in my car driving and I usually have the window down. And I was like, why am I coughing? Like I was like cough. I was like, no one you have mm-hmm. like your throat is tickling. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't really haven't been sick, but you know, maybe the air conditioning in my home, maybe I have a little something, something coming. But it didn't mm-hmm. feel like that kind of cough. It did kind of feel like a ir- your throat's irritated or like your lungs are irritated type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until I was on the train and kind of going through my news feed and they said, oh, there's like this, the, the whole weather warning has to do with the smoke from the fires. And that's why 
the city is kind of dark and that smoky there, the smokiness was there. I mean, I did catch a hint of it, but to be honest, the way people are talking about, I didn't like. I'm not that sensitive, so I was just more. The only way I knew was like the smoke and a, and then when I figured it was, I was like, okay, I could pick up a little bit of smokiness, but nothing and not enough for me to be like worried. And it was just mm-hmm. when I was in my car, right, was really affecting me. But when I was walking to work, no problem. Um, and then one of my coworkers in New York City messaged me, oh, you're in Canada. Are you guys getting a thing? They they let us off from work. And I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, no, well, it's it's bad. But I'm indoor. Being indoors, it's not really affecting me. Right. I didn't right. feel any mm-hmm. type of. Oh, and then later in the day, when I saw the photos in New York, it was all yellow. And I was like, damn, that's pretty much what the world's probably going to look like in like 30 years. If you really think about it. It's right. Bad. Well, <laughs> my experience, my experience is kind of funny to me because mm-hmm. You know, Monday morning is like a hustle and a grind for me. So it's mm-hmm. like my mind is so far from the weather. As long as it's not raining and snowing, yeah. you know, um, I don't really keep like, which I should, get in the habit of, you know, track of like the air quality and stuff like mm. that. I really mm. don't. So went about my business, went on to work. I had to work in the office and um, took my daughter to school. It wasn't until lunchtime came. I forgot my lunch at home, so I had to go out and get lunch. So I'm standing at the elevator, and this woman, there's a suite that's on the same floor as us, and they're new to the building. And uh, we're standing there, and I'm like, oh, you know, the weather is it's getting better outside. She's like, oh, really? Oh, the smoke is gone? And I was <laughs> like, what do, you, what, what do you mean? Smoke where? Like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about, Willis? And so she's <laughs> like, she goes, you didn't hear about the 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 smoke that's coming from Ottawa and 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 uh, Nova Scotia, and I was like, no, what are you talking about? So me, like a doofus, I go outside and I'm looking around for big big fire. She's like, no, the smoke is coming from that way. So anyway, because we were walking the same same route, we everybody goes to the same place for for their lunch, right? And so. It was the girl who who let me know what was going on. And when I did actually go outside, I could smell that it smelled like a campfire. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to describe it. It smelled like a campfire. And yeah. it was kind of like, it wasn't clear. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a clear day, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I, I could see it after a while, like after thinking about it. And then when I got back up to... Um, the office in our suite, I looked out and I was like, yeah, it is cloudy. Like you can see that it's not a genuine cloudy. Like Mm. it's, uh, you know what I mean? Like you can see that there's smoke coming this way. So Mm. anyway, then I go into the news now because now I'm really, I'm really, you know, interested in finding out more and I'm hearing what's going on. The one thing that I will say about this that doesn't sit right with me is that, the media is trying to push it off as, you know, this is nature and, you know, global warming and all of this jazz, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I find that hard to believe because I don't understand how there are multiple fires happening at the exact same time at different parts of Canada. That's something that doesn't well, what I, what make was, sense to me because well, a wildfire was, would hmm. start in a particular area and then they would be able to contain it. It just seems mm. like all at the same time, there's wildfires going right across Canada. Then I started to, you know, do some digging. 
And they're saying that it's arson, that it's not actually a wildfire, that it wasn't started by nature, and that people are actually setting a fire in the woods and stuff like that in uh, different parts of Canada. So I don't know what it is. All I know yeah. is that it uh, it just started getting nice outside, like really and truly. It just mm. started getting nice, okay? Well, we can step outside a little bit. Really and truly, I want this to sort out. It needs to sort out because yeah, I think they, they, they took off the warning yet on Friday. They, they took so. off the warning, but you know what? I'm very skeptical about the media. I'm very mm. skeptical. You know, I sometimes I feel like they tell us what we want to hear. <clears throat> yeah, you know what I mean. But um, or they think that we want to hear. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of controversy that's going around these wildfires and mm -hmm. I'm looking more into them. And I, I just, it doesn't sit right with me what they're trying to portray this as, but um, either which way, you know, sorry, New York. Okay. Sorry. Like what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed mm -hmm. to say? Um, the air is the air. And further, I just want to acknowledge that New York had high smog and and pollution in the before, air way yeah. before this happened. Yeah, but I think really, it's just yeah. added to it and it makes yeah. it worse. You know what I yeah. mean? But well, it's true, but honestly, we saw the photos. It was like apocalypse nine over there. Like, yeah, no, I thought, <laughs> no, yes. But we have to admit that New York has never been <laughs> a, a yeah. great place no. for good quality air. I've yeah. been many a times over my lifetime and it's always extra hot in the summertime because of the yes. smog. Yes. It, it, you feel sticky and dirty by the time you get home because of the air quality. So, you know, New York, sorry that the, I don't know, the world is turning and air flows. I, I don't know what they want us to say. No, it, um, to me, I took it in, it's like, you, you know, like anytime anything crazy in the world happens, the internet's going to do the internet, you know? But um, yeah, I, I think... To your point, the one thing I was going to say, like you said, the arson thing. Well, I, I didn't see that, but I guess more to come. But I think the, the thing that was different is like West Coast is usually a West Coast thing in Vancouver. But the thing, the trend is it has been getting worse because last year in Vancouver, like a whole small town got burnt down because of the natural. But do you notice when it happens, that, though, the, mm -hmm. when it happens, it's just a small town or... Yeah. It's just an it, it's in in one getting, particular area. Yeah, it's been getting worse, and that's the global warming part. That the weird part was Quebec. I don't know Quebec to be a place to get that. Like West Coast, always like California, British Columbia. That is normal. But even for, uh, you know Edmonton, Alberta, like around like, those where there's a lot of open land, oh. then I can kind of understand it better. <clears throat> You know, but I don't know. Anyway, either which way, we are right over here. We're hoping that, you know, the air quality can pick up back real soon. Um, mm -hmm. But everybody pray for us here in Canada. We're not intentionally sending no bad, bad vibe over this all. Just yeah. pray it's for nature, we. Everybody. It's nature. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll move on to another quick uh, local thing is... Just want to talk about it, make sure we're, you know, we are from Toronto. We record from Toronto, born and raised in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is mm -hmm. yes, ma'am. And so <laughs> just want to call out locally what's going on here is we are having a, because we talked about Mayor Tory stepping down because he had an extramarital affair on one of our early, some of mm -hmm. our episodes. And now it's come to the time where we get voting a new mayor. It's coming up. We had the early 
voting starting this week. And I think June 26th is the official day to vote. And so we have people listening. We need a new mayor in Toronto. And the thing is, when our last election, which is probably less than a year ago when we mm-hmm. did a revote and John Tory was voted back in, um, we didn't really have any other candidate. To right? be honest, like I didn't see anybody really going up against the green with John Tory. And he and and I think because of the pandemic and he was so visible during the pandemic, I don't really think there was anybody else to contend with him, you know, because he did a he did a decent job, I guess. It was it was nobody was gonna be perfect, but I think I think most people thought he did was pretty did a positive job, right? Considering his circum the circumstances. And now we roll now and the voting is we have candidates. I was reading there are a hundred and two candidates for the Toronto mayoral position. Wow. And for people listening who are not based in Canada or even in Ontario, um, a nuance that I wanna like Toronto is the biggest city population wise in Canada. It yeah. is the economic hub of the country. And so this mayor is just not no regular little digga digga. Right? This isn't any little regular mayor job. It's a big responsibility and they are very close to the provincial and federal governments because Toronto is an economic hub for the country. And so who the mayor is is very important, not just yes. as a local Torontonian, but country-wise. And anyway, long story short, I'm going to just come right out and say I don't know who, what, <laughs> like, I hate to see it. Like the name that's been standing out for me from like, when I, when I was doing, you know, trying to do a little scan before we kind of jumped on the podcast is Olivia Chow, Olivia Chow. And she's a formal city councilor and NDP MP. And she's also the wife of a very popular um, politician here in Canada by the name of Jack Layton, who passed away mm-hmm. um, a few years ago. But that relationship, he was a federal leader of the, another political party. And so she just has a lot of visibility and, and familiarity, to me at least. I know when I see that, when I heard the name and I heard the voice, I know who Olivia Chow is. Uh, another standout one um, that's a name that I, I keep on hearing is um, Bradford. He's another big one that was, is a city councillor in East York and Toronto. So I don't know. I don't know their policies. But one thing I did want to talk about to call out here is outside of just sharing the dates and, and the importance of just people finding out who the candidates are. Like, I mean, 102, you're not going to look up everybody. Look up who the top five are. Look what their platforms are. And make sure you just have an informed vote, everybody that's listening that is based in um, our city. Um, but I think something I saw on Instagram from one of the candidates, candidates, his, there's this, there's a lawyer named Nia Singh, and it's a guy. I don't know. I, he has an interest. I think he's Caribbean. He looks. It's interesting because I believe he's Caribbean, maybe Guyanese or something. But he looks like he could be Ethiopian or East African or something like that. Anyway, he was very involved, kind of like that lawyer. Um, those African-American lawyers who always kind of jump on big incidences and it always makes themselves visible in the media. He's kind of one of those guys because that's how I came to know him. But anyway, he I just saw on his page that there is a hosting of the Black candidates, like a Zoom or something where uh, 
they were hosting all the black candidates plus Olivia Chow, which I thought was interesting, but I do think it makes sense that if Olivia Chow is like one of the forerunners and then they should, all the black candidates should have a chance to kind of have that debate and stuff um, going with um, everybody else. Right. And so I was just trying to look up the black candidates for our listenership because, you know, at the end of the day, you vote who's right for the role. But mm-hmm. it's good to see that there's increased visibility because I yes. know, you know, uh, I know that that's important. That's a good, you know, it's is there somebody important. who's black who could who, who's right for the job? The one that I do, the two that I do know from community events and stuff is Mitzi Hunter. She is a um, MPP in the Scarborough Guildwood area. I, I think a lot of East people know her because she's run for... MP, she's like, you know, I would say a career politician. Nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that, but she's very much in the political world, Mitzi Hunter. And then Selena, Selena, Selena Cesar Chavez. Um, I know her as well as she's very involved in the black community in the Durham region of um, our our area. And so she is a former uh, Scarborough Guildwood uh, MPP. And then she's, you know, big community work but anyway i'll list so there's mitzi hunter selena then there's chloe brown don't know her rob davis don't know him mm-hmm. mia, mia singh that told you the lawyer who's kind of you know he's like very jumps on a lot of events and political black black issues and stuff mm-hmm. mark sanders mark sanders who i was surprised to see mark sanders if you remember him he's a former police chief of toronto and he mm-hmm. stepped down because of illness. So I was shocked mm-hmm. to find out that he was running. That was very interesting um, mm-hmm. to see Mark Sanders, a former police chief, come back after he stepped down. But there was rumors that he, I don't know, if he stepped down because of illness, can you be the mayor? I don't know. And also, he was not one of those, he's one of those people like the current mayor of New York where they're black, but their policies don't necessarily you know what I mean? Are yeah. not, not necessarily in our favor. That's all. Right. I, I'll I'll stop right there. Yeah. Uh, did you have any thoughts on that, or have you looked up? Well, um, I have not looked up all the candidates. Um, I'm just gonna be real. I ain't got time for that. Um, <laughs> so unless you stand out for me, and let you yep. have to stand out, you have to stand out to me. Yes. Um, and you have to be doing work already in the city. Yep. Um, for me to even consider you. Um, mm-hmm. it is nice that there is more visibility of black people that are running. Yes. Um, because I feel like, you know, we have a lot to offer, uh, this city. And so, um, having a perspective of someone who is black, um, it, it, it might, it might, you know, actually be really helpful for the city. There are a lot of people here who are, um, of a minority so it might be really a great thing to see a minority leading as mayor right mm-hmm. and so these people listen i don't have time for 102 candidates it's, vote it's now crazy. Yes, yeah. it's yeah, nuts not it's crazy five. can we can we crack it down but um you know what i'll be honest with you i i haven't been keeping up with this much yeah, i haven't really. um this is probably one of the driest uh, uh, elections that I've ever, you know, experienced here in Canada. Mm-hmm. It's so dry. it just seems so drab and, and well, dry. Like nobody is really. I well, don't know. to your point, to your point, I can tell you right now. I was just just looking it up as you're talking. 
because it really just matters who the top five are. Right. And so um, <laughs> the top the top five are is Josh Matlow, don't know him. Mitzi Hunter, like I told you, I mentioned her. She's a one black candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, Olivia Chow, she is the leading one. Um, Mark Saunders, that was a former police chief. And Anna Bailao. Um, so those are the top five candidates, right? Yeah. Now. Well, there's uh, there's uh, Brad Bradford ooh, as yeah. well. I've been, he- I've been hearing that name a lot. But yes. Yeah. So th- for me, those are the top six. Mm-hmm. Now, would it be awesome to see a a, a black woman um, as mayor? That that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Be but to be honest, but I'll be to your point earlier. If you don't have, have the, the qualifications, if you can't do this, please go sit down someplace because <laughs> we don't have time for people to come and, you know, jank up the place. We don't have time for it. So yeah. if you don't have the qualifications, if you really can, if you don't not dedicate it, because I will say, you know, um the you know, Mayor Tory, he mm. he was definitely about this city he fought hard he, he ran was every, about this city the man like, has he, ran for every position like <laughs> really and truly like i must say like overall if i was to you know grade his report card mm. i would give him a solid c there was stuff there was stuff Damn, that i didn't see i thought you're gonna give him a b nah, boss, nah, fam. there was <laughs> things where i was like eh. like especially with the covid and everything i felt like he could have I don't know if he could have done much, but I just felt like not knowing. I I I felt like he didn't keep us in the loop enough. So he mm. dropped down from like a B minus to a C. But mm. overall, I think that's a pretty good grade for how long he lasted. And I'm sorry, you did have a marital affair. You should know better. And you were in a place of power. So you had to get knocked down to the C. So mm. overall, I think he did a pretty good job and he and he kept this city together for a long time. Like, don't get it twisted. He was in the game for a while. Yeah. So it's sad that he had to go this way because his legacy is going to be tainted with an affair. Like, nah, mm. not really nice. But it would be nice to have somebody that had the same drive, ability, and actual care, you know, because he did care. I yeah, would I say that. There's one thing I feel that's lacking again. With I haven't like to Kim's point, I have not been super close to this, but I still feel like if there was somebody who was super passionate, I would know who that candidate is. And I feel like that's what's lacking. Like somebody who's like nobody's standing out to me. Yeah, nobody is really. And to your point earlier, like yes, we want someone with the abilities, but I'm sorry, I'm gonna support my black people all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. I'm going to support them because we don't often get to be even in the space. You yeah, know? because in so, reality, it's true. In reality, you probably won't win, but at least we want to boost their numbers, boost their confidence. Like, start the... Start the... Uh, what's the word? Get the wheel going in that yes, direction. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So, for that, you know, I'm sorry. I have to stand in solidarity. Whenever I see a black person, you know, running for something like even Barack Obama, he's not even fully black. Okay. But Mm -hmm. we going to claim him. Mm -hmm. And, um, I stood behind him and unfortunately he didn't do half of what I expected him to do when he was in office. Um, and so here in Canada, you know, just to have, if you look at the candidates pictures, 
what I do like to see is that there are minorities present. Uh, what's her name? Chow. She's she's a, I believe Chinese. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two black people that are in there. There's a white person. There's a white guy. You know, uh, I, just to see diversity in the runnings. That that really speaks to um, Canada on a whole, like Toronto specifically on a whole, like that there are minorities. And so it's nice to see it represented, represented in the candidates. So good luck candidates, but I ain't watching shit. I'll find out at the end who won the game because I, to me, listen, I ain't got time for it. I'll just be honest. Mm-hmm. I'll just be honest. Every it's two okay. seconds, we are run election round here. So, okay. <laughs> Every two minutes is an yeah. election round here. So, we'll, we'll so, see what happens there. I'll, um, I'll find out what the rest of us are. You'll keep me updated. I know you will, Jeanette. So. Well, I don't, I, like you said, I'll, I'll know when. <laughs> Like I'll do my best to vote, and I'll look at the result. Like that's it. That's where we're. That's at all right I now. could do. I'll vote, and then you know the one girl, and then put her down, and then I'm done. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we're gonna move on. I think we spent a little longer than I thought, but, but you know, that's this our is, Canadian news, man. Yeah, this, this is local. Things popping up here too, not just wildfires and things. We have things going on, so we want yeah. to vote it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we will move on to the tragic story that's been uh, a big headline over in the U.S of a a mother of three who was killed by a uh white woman racist Race, white woman race, as the correct racist Please. white woman mm-hmm. um over a dispute over just uh, stupidness and so i will be really quick in kind of breaking down the story but essentially like there was a history of you know so, uh, I always am glad that sometimes you hear the stories of bad neighbors and that would be really the worst case scenario, like having a bad neighbor. I remember a friend of mine, her and her mother, it was just her and her mother in a house and they had neighbors who were just atrocious. And I was like, damn, I can't imagine because you're not going to move because you have a bad neighbor, but it's also pretty, it's almost like, God damn, do I need to move? Like that's right? how bad it is. And so the story seems like one of those cases where you have a bad neighbor and and you know and a racist one at that so um essentially what led to this uh mother being killed shot and killed in florida um was like the children were playing in a field somewhere around the lady's property that seems like they're living in a housing a small housing community and i was like was it her property but i guess if they left maybe it was i don't know so there's a field nearby and the woman complained or whatever and was carrying out carrying on a ruckus and the family left so the woman and her three kids left then one of the kids must have left their ipad on on the lawn like there and so the kid went back to get it and maybe knocked on her i think um i need to actually read this before i i mess i mess this up Oh, this article doesn't have uh, the identity. But from what I understand, the kids went back to ask for the iPad because the neighbor said the lady took it. Like, so everybody's kind of seeing what's going on because if there's the lady's being ruckus about, you know, the people on her her lawn or whatever, her property supposedly, then everybody's kind of knowing what's going on. And then when the kids came and asked, got their iPad, the lady like hit them with an umbrella or something. It was being very aggressive with the kids. They're very young kids, right? So um, I don't know if they got the iPad back. I don't think so. 
And then, so the mother must, the kids must have went back and told the mom that the, the lady no, did. No, from my understanding, sorry to correct you, but from my yeah, understanding, me, yeah. she hit one of, like, with her hand, mm-hmm. hit one of the, the woman's children mm-hmm. when they came to ask for the iPad. Yes. So, yes. like, you put your hand on my child? Okay. Yeah, she, yeah she, she hit mm-hmm. them and threw a pair of skates at them. So that, yeah. if you've ever seen a pair of skates, it's heavy as shit. So even the idea of... Um, it's a blade at a child. Yeah, that's what we're um, doing now. Okay. And so this, uh, so there was a lot of aggressive, so like there was a history of like back and forth with them, right? So this is, we're focusing on the incident. So now one of the kids, um, now after the kid got uh, pretty much assaulted by the woman, went home and told the mom what, what happened. So of course, any mother, if your yeah, child right. has been physically abused by somebody, any stranger, particularly a stranger, you're going to have some words, so the woman went over to not only probably have some words about the woman hitting her child, and let me not assume that, or just again try another attempt to getting back their iPad. Before, when so she knocked on the door and uh, the shooter did not even open the door before uh, shooting the woman and killing her dead because it landed in her, her chest. It was a fatal shot. And uh, her child was, her 10 year old child was actually with her when um, she got shot. So we're lucky that the 10-year-old child didn't get hurt. Right. Um, so she never opened the door. She just shot the woman through her door. Uh, uh, and it's crazy because this woman could have just called the police. Um, this woman could have done everything than just shoot a... Like, where do you ask... Like, we know why. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a stupid question for me to ask. But how racist do you need to be? I, I think I want to mix in a little bit of mental illness because no, no rational, no matter how racist you are, a rational person doesn't do that. Like, you know what I mean? Well, I'm sorry, but I, I'm going to say, I'm going to have to stop you with that right there. Because... <laughs> you know, just simply being racist and, and, and not particularly liking a group of people because of the color of their skin is that's insanity in itself. Yeah. It's insanity in itself. Right. So, um, and, and one thing I want to do here is I'm not gonna, you see, I'm having a problem with this mental illness thing because Mm. I feel like mental illness is always thrown into the loop when particularly, you know, people are doing things that they shouldn't be doing. This woman mm. was racist. She was yeah. annoying. She was mm. harassing. She was deliberately being mean and cruel to this woman's children. And as a parent, she's lucky that she knocked on the door. Okay? Mm. Because there are some parents that are a little bit cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs like I am for my kid who would have had their gun blaring. so you don't put your hand on my child and think that it's going to go down a-okay and obviously she knew to herself that what she did was wrong and that the mother would be on her doorstep because she approached the door not even to check that's how confident she was that the woman would be there and she shot her through the door Mm. you tell me why would you have even drawn a gun? Right? Nobody can explain to me why this woman who has a door that's closed 
after physically assaulting these children, she damn well knew the mother was on her way. Mm-hmm. She damn well knew. And she got that gun with every intention to kill that woman. Mm. She had every intention. Um, so miss me with that. And second, I find that I'm not going to put her in the category of, you know, mental illness at all. Not yeah, even, not even the yeah. slightest because mm. this woman was a tyrant in these people's lives. These yep. people made several, not one or two, several calls to the police asking and begging for help against this woman and her harassment. Now, do we just pick up and move because this old white woman, racist white woman lives next door? No. They did what they were supposed to do. They called the police. They asked for help from the police and didn't get any. So nope. the blood of this woman is on the hands of the police officers in that precinct, in that mm. area, because nobody did nothing. And there, that could be said that there was another underlying racist uh, uh, racism going on because why didn't you help that woman? The black woman who has these children, why didn't you help her? Why is it that she has to feel like she has to, you know, be a vigilante here and, and fight her own battles with this next door neighbor? Why wasn't the police there to help her? But yet the police and the police station and, and all of the, Nobody wants to press charges on this woman in the very beginning. It wasn't mm. until outrage from the public that, that she was even charged. And then when they charged her, the charges were bogus, bogus mm. charge. Okay? And then, now, it's it, it, like, for me, this was, I'm going to be straight real. This was a white woman exerting her white privilege. She believed that a black woman should never live beside her with her children. And she was going to run her out that damn community, that damn neighborhood, whichever way she could. Well, and- I actually, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I noticed, mm-hmm. I noticed we didn't say her name. The murderer's name is Susan Lorenz. Yeah, because she ain't old. shit. Murderer and, is good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, before we move on, yeah. uh, she has, you know, there was, there was like a delay in their arrest. Okay, she finally got arrested. She was arrested and charged with manslaughter and a couple of assault, other minor charges. But at first, what they tried to do, Mm -hmm. right, was say she shouldn't be charged because the lady was on her property. Yes. And that she has the right to bear arms and protect her family. But how can you do that if you don't even know who's on the other side of the door? Yeah, like that's that's a bogus, like to your point, that's bogus because... This, it can't be self-defense if the, the lady, she didn't even open the door. The woman was on the other side of the door. You were in the protection of your house. So there's no way in hell you can claim self-defense when you're behind locked doors. All you, you needed to do was stay behind closed doors and, and leave it at that. Call the police, whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, but so that's unfortunately- why I feel like she, okay, when she was harassing this family, right? You get to know what would trigger a mother and her reaction. She's been harassing them, right? So she knew damn well. That's why she got the gun in the first place. She knew damn well that mother was on her way. 
She knew mm-hmm. damn well that if she put her hands on this woman's children, which she did, because words mm-hmm. are one thing, but when you put your hand on my child, I yeah. have every right to come in. Throwing, and in, using in, umbrellas, throwing things at them. Yeah, you yeah. should not be putting your hands on my children, period. So she knew that I make this move, this mother is going to be on my doorstep. That's why mm-hmm. she drew for a gun. That's why she's using this excuse. How, how how could you even know for sure that she was on the other half of the door? What if it was a police officer? What if it was a delivery man? What if it was your own family that came what to if visit? It was one of the, what if it was one of the kids? The, like, come on. You have no idea of knowing that. However, she had a pretty good feeling that if she put her hand on this woman's children, this woman would show up at her doorstep. And any black woman out here, you damn well know you touch my youth, I'm coming for you, period. And that family, you need to sue every blood clot somebody you come across. You understand? Start with the damn policing, uh, precinct. Yeah, so we're going to move on. Yeah, I, I, just, we... I get heated because in this mm-hmm. situation, you want to be racist, be racist in your house, in your mm. property, stay over there. You can spill your nasty words, but the second that you feel like you are entitled to put your hands on people or to assault people, we have a problem. We have a problem. Mm-hmm. And the fact that nobody really came to the aid of this black woman and her family really rubs me the wrong way. But, um, R.I.P. for this this woman. Um, and is, yeah, a G.K. a G.K. Owens. Um, yes. So we're gonna I, keep a, a, a eye out. And uh, the woman who was arrested has since been released on a hundred and fifty thousand dollar bond, which is what, not cheap. What is that? Still. Um, so we're gonna keep an eye because we know there's a lot of nonsense gonna happen based on just everything that led up to even the shooting, like the police situation and everything. So we'll we'll look out on. If that. she doesn't get life, there will be an uproar. Oh, there's going to be an uproar. In, in she that, needs that to get place. life. She needs um, to get so, her ass some down someplace. I'm sorry, I can't stand people like that. You can have your views, but you don't have to. You don't have to be violent. You don't. You don't have to be violent. You're choosing to be violent against children. What's wrong with you? Anyway, move on. Yeah, so we'll move on to another court. Um, uh, a new court case where. This dumbass Tamara, Lane, Tory Lanez again. Uh, he's fighting for his life, I guess. <laughs> um, so he's putting that money to use for them lawyers, he's putting it to well, use. He, well, he already had a shitty. I think he had a shitty lawyer to begin with, but um, yeah. Now he's like, listen, bro. I, think, <laughs> I don't. Know, I don't. I don't know if he got a new lawyer. Or if it's the same lawyer, I don't know. But whatever. His prosecution, the defense team, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, um, he uh, when they had their uh, a first appeal when they did their appeal the judge kind of reiterated everything and pretty much said we're not you're not getting this appeal i mean it's pretty cut and dry you committed the crime you're you're going to be sentenced and obviously they did not expect that in in you know trying to go and say there's inconsistencies and blah 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 but i mean the case was we heard the audio, we heard everything. I mean, it's, as somebody on the outside and not legal, I feel like it was cut and dry. But I know with the law, there's always a lot of loopholes. But clearly, mm-hmm. they didn't have a strong enough case for this judge to grant them an appeal. And so, in a in a, a last ditch effort, 
Now, their team is trying to disqualify, has filed a motion to disqualify that judge who pretty much upheld the conviction that Tory received. And um, he's saying, citing that the judge favored the prosecution. And so the defense, the defense team gave multiple examples of the judge's uh, partiality in uh, the, the two-day hearing, appeal hearing, and saying, conversely, the judge gave the people, the people, a full and fair opportunity to present the argument uninterrupted, even when the case cited by the people did not stand for the proposition that they advanced. So pretty much, I'm assuming that um, they're trying to say that, you know, they, gave, you know, to me, I, I don't actually gave the examples of just partiality. Well, they, they, they are definitely, um, you know, last ditch effort. Yes, very um, much last ditch. They're, they're he's reaching. Be sentenced. Yeah, yeah, they're reaching. They're really reaching. Um, whether this will be successful, I don't think so. No. Um, Tory Lanez has a lot of money, and you know these lawyers are working for that money, and That's they're it. trying to they pull out to. from their ass wherever they can. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I don't see this going well for him, and nope. you know. There comes a point where you have to stop and just accept the fact that you're going to jail and wrap your brain around that. And, you know, you know what you did was wrong. You know, like at this point, it's almost like you're trying to say that you you didn't do any, like you shouldn't do time or you shouldn't, you're trying to appeal and you're you're trying to say that you didn't do something wrong. You did something wrong. Yeah, And you never acted like somebody... Who felt no, like they you were very around. boastful with your with your horrible actions. You were boastful. Like how dare and you? So now you're reaping the the wow, you're reaping that's that. Life. That's and life. That's life. So I mean, I this is kind of like I expected this, but yeah. I also think that he should like do some time and then appeal. You know, yeah, um, it's too fresh. Yeah, it's too fresh because now it but, just like, feels like you're trying to fight the fact that you did something wrong. You know what I mean, yeah, and you did but, do something wrong, so you have to pay the yeah, time. Sorry, think, bro. Yeah, sorry, bro. Um, <laughs> uh, so they said that the petition has not been addressed by the court and has not been noted if the court will look at it before Tory sentencing, which will be June thirteenth. It's not looking good. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, as as a human, I get you're gonna you gotta fight for your life. If you have the money and the resources, you do that. But Tori, you had a chance long before this trial even came about to put yourself in a better situation, and you didn't. You. I'll tell you where Tori went wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it was in the very beginning. In the very After beginning, it all happened. You went on social media and almost like you were bragging. You know, the mm-hmm. court never looks at that in a good light. You know. What you should have done is you should have humbled yourself and pled the alcohol. I was drunk. I didn't know what was happening. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I was outside of myself. But the fact that after it happened, you went on social media and almost as though you were bragging. It was almost Mm -hmm. as though you you had the nerve to make fun of the person that you shot. Oh, yeah. 
So you were very caught. So now you can't plead the whole I'm drunk and all of that because after it all happened, you obviously recalled it enough in your mind. So you were present enough in the moment. So, you know, I think Tori from the get-go, he thought that he was untouchable, like most celebrities think, is that mm-hmm. they can get out of it and they, you know, they, they'll they come out on the other side unscathed. And unfortunately, that wasn't the case for Tori. And so, Tori, you have to just take up your little sentence and go sit down. Because this right here, you're going to spend a lot of money on appeals. And if you were smarting, you did have a good... Um, uh, if your lawyer really had a strategy, they would say, okay, you got to do a year at the very least. You got to do a year and we need to come back fresh with hopefully a different lawyer who will look at this. Oh, sorry, not a different lawyer, a different judge who will look at this from a different perspective. And maybe we should appeal then. You appealing now is almost like you trying to say that you feel like you didn't do anything wrong. When that is impossible, they're going to go back to social media. They're going to look at all the posts that you did. They're going to look yeah. at what you said. They're going to look at the concert that you went to with, uh, what's his face? Um, the baby on stage with the baby trying to, trying to throw jabs and shit. So, you know, he, because he appeared at the baby's concert and he did, uh, I think, you know, a song or so, but in that, in that short time in the concert, he was throwing jabs at Meg. You and the baby yeah. was throwing jabs at Meg. Like you just, you really, you really messed it up for yourself in the very beginning. Too bad. So sad. Do your time. Stop the nonsense and wasting the court's time. Please. And yeah. Okay. So we'll go to our final news headline and it has to do with the world boss vibes cartel. <laughs> vibes. Who's been? Uh, he's a he's a dancehall artist, big big dancehall artist. Even be, being behind bars since uh, two thousand eleven, and he was in the headlines because people, his family, and lawyers were trying to make an appeal because he was in solitary lockdown in uh, in prison for uh, I'm not sure why. He's there, and he actually has a few health conditions that are worsening in while being in solitary solitary um confinement. He was he's been on lockdown twenty three hours a day for at least a week from what I read or from the article I'm reading. Mm. I don't know I'm not sure if he's since been released, um, but I don't think so to be honest, because people are still talking about it. Actually I'm gonna look it up after if he's still but anyways, yeah, and he has a, a heart condition and Graves disease, which I did not know. Um, and I think they believe he needs some surgery, maybe for the heart disease. So um, that a lot of people are pulling for him. You know, this is a guy who's still making music from even from behind bars. Can you imagine? I don't know. Like, I mean, you know. Big, big money too, you know. Big, big song in Japan and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, a lot of people are root, are depending on him for, you know, Mm-hmm. Like for their jobs, in, in a sense, at the end of the day, right? So um, I'm just looking up if he's actually has been released yet, because if he really, if he has like a heart problem, the Graves disease, I'm not sure how much it's affecting, but at least a heart thing. If you're in solitary confinement, they say the ventilation isn't good. All those things are going to affect your health if you have any heart or breathing problems. Um, and he has since, he's taking them to court uh, to pursue legal action against them. Um, for, you know, 
for you know to get them him out of solitary confinement. So actually, I'm yeah, I'm not seeing anything saying that he's out. So he's still in, and uh, he's been in it since May 23rd. And as of this week, he uh, his lawyers are suing. They're suing the jail. So we'll see. Yeah, what good luck with that. Yeah, we uh, we don't know what's gonna happen there, but we're pulling we're pulling for him. Uh, I mean, he did his. He is in jail for murder. Uh, I don't know the whole story there, but I mean, it looks like I feel like he did it based on what I know and what I've read. But um, you know, at the very least, be humane and let him deal with his health issues before you know. Um, and the thing is, in Jamaica, if he dies because of because if God forbid. But if he if anything were to happen to him because of this, a lot of people there will be an uproar in Jamaica. They will. There will be. There will be. That's the world boss. So <laughs> pretty much. Um. Yeah. So we'll see. Look, we'll we'll keep an eye on it on this. Hopefully, they can re- resolve that soon. And finally, I was just wanted to share for our music news portion. Mm-hmm. Um. The BET Award nominations, which are mm-hmm. always. They're always, it's always interesting. And I feel like the nominations are usually okay, but the winners are always shifty. It's very, like, the BT Awards, how they vote, I don't know. It's like a big black wall, wall garden. I don't know what they do over there. But anyway, it's the culture. So we have to talk mm-hmm. about the nominations. So I'll go through the top, like, the top, not everything, but I think that, like, album of the year, artist of the year, and the main mm-hmm. ones, and we can be done. So... For the album of the year, they have Glorilla, okay, uh, Chris Brown, okay, DJ Khaled, God did, God did, mm-hmm. um, Drake and Twenty One Savage, uh, Kendrick Lamar, Beyonce, and SZA, and I'll have to say this is a good mix because mm-hmm. it's a mix of the new and the hot. Yes. And and there's and of of the obvious like they needed to be in this category. Yes, <laughs> like they needed to be in this category. And for me, that is Kendrick, Beyonce, and SZA. All the other three are up in the air for me, but the, the, those other three, they like mm, they had to be. Then so okay, then okay, so I'll do best male artist and best female artist, and then I will do best new artist and then we'll just leave it there's too many categories so best male artists is the the contenders are blast i know i only know one song from him but it's a really good song i don't know his whole album brent fayez burna boy chris brown drake the weekend and usher very random i think this list is very random but again, a good mix of old and new mm-hmm. and artists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I have to say, Brent Fayez and Blast. Like Brent Fayez's albums was just, this album he just released was just okay. Before, like I'm a fan of him, but I don't know Blast. I didn't even know he had an album. I know one song from him. Everybody else, they're classics. They're dependable. So, mm-hmm. if they yes. put up music, they're always going to be on this list. Mm-hmm. And then best female, Ari Lennox, yes. Beyonce, mm-hmm. yes. Final. Coco Jones, mm-hmm. yes. Her, her is getting nom- always gets nominated. I'm not gonna get into the politics, but fine. Her, Lizzo, yes. SZA, yes. Thames, Thames. I'm actually very happy with this list. I don't have. Any... I am very happy. I feel like it's diverse. Oh no! You know who's missing? 
Somebody's missing. Summer Walker. And I would take her out for Summer Walker. Who? I would. Summer Walker. No, take, take out who for Summer Walker? Her. You know that artist? Oh, her. That, right, 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 yeah, right, 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 right. Her, yeah. like, her, you done got everything already. Like, girl, like, <laughs> and I don't know. She got a. She's really talented, time. though. No, she is. Very much so. She's very really much talented, so. though. So, no, but you know what? Summer Walker, she is talented, she too. She had a year. Sometimes. Summer Walker had a year. In the past year? Yeah, no, she did. This last year, she, yeah, she really rocked it. She really did. Um, especially that last album that she dropped. Yeah, right? Did her some, right? No, I, I must say, Summer, because I don't really Summer's like Summer. Miss- but Summer Walker, missing. her music is, is tight. Like, I must say, her music is good. And it was her album that she dropped. It was a music... It, it was an album that you had to listen to, and it was a natural, like, as it progressed, it did better. You know what I mean? Yes. One like, there's some the albums, to it, yes. There's some albums you like drop that. right away, and they're, like, fire. Doesn't matter where they touch, right? They're just but fire. But the fire can burn, but things that are fire burn quickly. That's the and thing. I, and I, her, I agree with she, your point. Yeah, she very much, it was something that her album did better with time. Mm. Like a fine wine. With age... You know, with time, her album did better and better. I mean, I did like her album from the get-go. From the first time I heard it, I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. All right, all right. I didn't hear the entire album, Mm -hmm. but um, I heard many of her songs, which I thought... And many of her songs did well. Like, they They could have been singles. Like, they could have been singles, you know? No, like, I think in terms of actual commercial success, that she's had very much a lot of commercial success, so I'm just surprised not to see her name. She was also snubbed at the Grammys, so I don't know what's going on there. But anyway, that is the BT Award nominations, and yes. when the show comes on, we'll have our post-show review, but we'll chew on that for a while. So we'll move mm-hmm. into our first segment uh, for this week, and that is Wagwan For Real! Yes, Wagwan For Real! <laughs> And uh, this week, we are talking about the wife or ex-wife, potentially going that direction, um, of Derek Jackson, Denea Jackson. And Denea Jackson has had an interesting couple Turnaround. of mm-hmm. years in general. And she, uh, quick storyline... She's Derek Jackson's wife, who is was a relationship advice influencer, um, and then eventually, aka you know, liar, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. he found it was found out for cheating or something like that, and he did a video um, with uh, Denea, with his wife, with Denea, and you know her appearance was. Like basically explaining and kind of as a show of support, he had her just beside her, looking very interesting. She had, a, she had a bonnet on. She didn't have a bra on. She looked Nothing. like a crush. She looked like a woman who was crushed, but she was there. You know, we saw it. She didn't need to tell us anything. We could see it on her. Anyway, fast forward. Now the relationship. Then uh, you know she got a lot. She got attacked. Like that video went viral for obvious reasons. And her appearance was attacked. The fact that she was there was attacked. He was, like, the whole situation was just weird. And from then, following that, she finally, you know, had enough sense, not sense, but 
she had some backlash after a while to those who criticized her for sticking beside her husband, criticized her for her appearance, everything. So, you know, um, she went on and had a weird prayer. No, that was a hex. That wasn't yes. a prayer. Okay, she was you, trying to yeah, hex everybody. Yes, her, yes. Okay, yes, my yes. girl came on there with her crazy ass self trying to hex everybody, okay? And trying to throw, you know, just evilness all over the place. And, um, yeah, she definitely was disheveled in that video. She looked like mm-hmm. a woman that wasn't within herself. That she was almost like she was observing herself in that situation. She didn't seem like, I don't know, it's like blink twice if you're okay kind of thing, you know? Like Yes, yes. Yeah. She was very, <laughs> something wasn't right. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So what has yes. Danea decided to do with herself now? So <laughs> leading up to that, I have to do the lead up. So leading, mm-hmm. she recently, so I told you she uh, looked, every time we saw her, we were like, are you okay? And so since then, she's recently did a podcast called, uh, uh, it's called Dear Future Wifey. And it was a very sympathetic interview. The, the guy who hosted it was, you know, very, I think he did a really good job. And I think a lot of people kind of came out, the, out of there thinking, okay, she seems like slightly in a better place. She kind of explained her story and and kind of how she met Derek and how things were and, and where she's at now and kind of what she sees in her future. And she did kind of say, hint that she wanted to help people or women in her position. She hinted at that, but... We didn't think it was going to be so soon. So again, that interview, she she looked nice. Her skin was nice. She was done up. Very eloquent. Very good speaker. Of course, we know she was in the church, but very spiritual, which you know could go good or bad. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. And so anyway, within a week of that interview, everybody went viral. That interview went viral. Everybody's talking about it. Like, oh wow, da da da. So it was like positive look for her. Not one. Not even a full week later. Hmm. There's an announcement that she is going to be doing some courses. Uh-huh, courses. Oh, here we and go. And so the course is that it's going to help victims uh help victims of infidelity heal their broken hearts from past trauma, from past trauma. And it's called Healed uh, Infidelity Recovery Bootcamp. Interesting. It teaches supposed to teach people how to mend their emotional wounds from a bad relationship. Hmm. Some of uh, so the highest package of this whole thing. There's obviously different tiers and and ways that you can take this course. Mm-hmm. But everybody's quoting the seven thousand dollars. Everybody's like seven thousand dollars. Yeah, she has a nerve. Uh huh. Yeah. $7,000? So that's like the highest, I think, tier um, of the of the package. So for two payments of $4.95, call it almost $1,000, students will receive coaching from the relationship healer and gain access to Jackson's self-guided, Denea Jackson's self-guided boot camp course that teaches people how to rebuild their life after... Um, Infidelity. So one of the courses are called, I kid you not hearing people, listeners, let's be real. I'll bust the windows out your car. Oh my okay. God. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. That's one. Okay. Another price tier 
is looking for more guidance. So that's a basic one, two payments. So call it a thousand dollars. That's the basic level. So now if we go up another tier, this is like call it five thousand dollars. You can enroll in the healed one-on-one coaching program that helps harmed lovers turn their pain into profit. So it's a course that's going to teach you how to do another course. Like that's if you pay attention, I'm leaned into what's going on, on the internet, and that's a new and I don't want to call it a scam, but this is a new thing, I guess, that people are trying to make money off is these online courses. Because mm-hmm. all you need to do is, is build Everybody one course. Everybody wants to do an online course because yes. there's no, there's no you know, real money in a lot of avenues of entertainment anymore. There really isn't. Yeah. So that's so. a new thing is a coursing because all you need to do is create one course, record it or whatever, and or create it. And that's it. You just sell it to whatever. But $5,000 for one-on-one with her. You, Miss Maddie Maddie, Miss Head No Please. Good. This woman, she done lost okay. her sense for real, for real. And um, then, mm-hmm. yeah, so here is why it's in the Wagwan for real section. Please. Because I personally think that Derek is behind this. Mm-hmm. I think Derek Would is still pulling, I feel like Derek is still pulling the puppet strings. One piece, if you watch the interview, and I think it's, it's, it's actually a really good interview, uh, if, you, if, if listeners, if you haven't read it, or if you haven't listened to it or seen it on YouTube, I mean, do check it out. There are, like, she, you know, there are, it was, a, I left there, left it looking at her in a positive light, even though, you know, and, and all those other weird things that she did was just, obviously, she was in a bad situation. Right. But I think um, the the one thing I noticed is she never refers to Derek as her ex-husband in that interview. She refers to him as her husband. Oh, listeners, one important point I forgot to mention. He was cheating on her. He brought shame on her with all of the scandal. The entire time. Wait, and at the end of the day, he was the one who sent the divorce papers. Can you imagine? Important point to... uh, It is very important. Very important. And so, it shows you yes. insight to what's really happening here. So here's where my theory is, and a lot of people are thinking is, I think, you know, Derek's career and credibility was completely destroyed with the whole cheating scandal. How are you a relationship um, girl and your relationship and you have not been a good husband? And right? so I feel like now he's like, okay, that gig is up. So now him and he, behind the scenes, he's like now pulling the strings with his wife. And uh, trying a new thing. What do you think? Well, I yeah, okay. Um, I'll answer that question before I go into how I feel about this. But I wouldn't be surprised. He's a narcissist. This is the way he was making his money. So if he can't do it, why don't you pull the strings, get your puppet out, and um, get rich that way? And and I, I did want to say a few things about Denea. Now, first, Denea, I'm so sorry that this man was cheating on you and treating you the way that he was. However, in that interview, which I did watch, and she specifically chose that particular program and podcast mm. because it is, you know, more of a Christian geared podcast. Yes. And so she went on that podcast and it was nice to see that she took she's taking better care of herself and that she's putting herself together better but it still felt very disgenuous like I, I I didn't I didn't feel the genuine in it at all I felt like it was very much of a business 
uh, transaction. She's giving us all this information about what's happening with her and what's going on. And then, like you said, not even a week later, it was for a reason. I remember when this woman was giving everybody hexes and, you know, cussing everybody out who was just trying to help her. Now, how I feel about them as a couple, this man was cheating on you from the very beginning. Okay. And yes, although I feel sorry for you for that, you signed up for this. You signed up. You got married to him knowing that he was cheating on you while you were in college with him. You like the fact that he was an extrovert, he was popular, he was a football player, he's very good looking. I'm not going to say that he's not. He's a very yeah. attractive man, very well built, mm-hmm. okay? And you were down for the ride. You got married to him, kept cheating. He was cheating before, he kept cheating right through. And I don't know what you were expecting, but one disturbing comment that you made was that you knew the woman's bodies of who he was cheating with better than your own. That to me said a lot of information. First, that you you obviously feel poorly about yourself. Your self-esteem is down in the shits, okay? And I'm saying all these things for a reason. Second, that you would allow yourself to be the the to be consumed with these women that he is cheating with, um, where you are trying to be who they are. You wanted him to choose you. That was what she said in her interview. I wanted him to choose me. So I was doing all the things that he, she was seeing these other women doing. I find that to be on the verge of psychopathic, Sorry, I do. But it shows it's a telltale sign that she was very insecure throughout their relationship. And the simple fact that this man is the one that had to file against you. He divorced you. He didn't want nothing to do with you. Okay? He's the one that's leaving. That's very important. That shows your esteem was down in the dirt. When we saw that first video with you, you had the bonnet on, no bra, and all just disheveled all over the place. It was a true statement of who you are at that time and what was going on in your head and in your life. You were allowing this man to treat you like a puppet. You could see in, in that 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 posting uh, that inter like I I couldn't believe what I was seeing. But mm-hmm. back to my point with this woman, I don't want not one lick of advice from you. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. you are not the one. I'm sorry, darling. Yes, you've gotten through it, but the fact that you allowed it to go on, and the only reason why it stopped wasn't because of you. It stopped because of him. And got caught cheating. And the world found out. And he dropped you like hotcakes. So yes, I don't think it's a far-fetched idea. She was going along with it. She liked the lifestyle. She liked the fact that she had this handsome black man, um, you know, making very successful at the time. She was going along with it all. To the point where she was getting so lost in, 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 in all that was happening that she was trying to find herself in other women. So miss me with the bullshit. I'm not taking no advice from someone who didn't even realize themselves what was happening. You didn't snap yourself out of this. 
Somebody else did. So why mm. would I want to take your advice? I'm sorry. I'm glad you're healing, but you're not healed. No, absolutely I don't not. care what you want to say. Okay. Also, I wanted to mention their financial situation. So after his career started taking a tank, okay, their, their finances were not set. And she's made comments, even in that interview, mm. that she had to do what she had to do in order to pay her bills. Okay. Okay? Mm. So when you say Derek's in the background, I believe it 110%. And I believe that she is allowing him to use her as a puppet so that she can gain back the lifestyle that she is once familiar with. And so, you know, a lot of people are willing to sell themselves for, 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 for less. So yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. It would not surprise me. But what I will say about Derek, this is not your avenue. It's done. <laughs> it's finished. It's over. Girlfriend, Denea, get a hold of yourself, girl. I don't know where, I don't know where you are, but wherever you are, you better pray to God that he helped to find you because you leading a, a, a group or classes on how to heal Really? Yes, it's kind of a joke. It, it's it it's a joke, but it's also a little concerning. Mm. It's a little concerning that you think that you're qualified to help other women to uh heal and you're not even healed. I, I don't know, that's scary. Um and furthermore, how the hell are you going to charge people $7,000? Listen, ma'am, Ma'am, you're not no Oprah. You are not no Gail King round here. Okay, I'm sorry. Be charging who seven? Listen, woman. Okay, and 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 it's what you're getting. It's not like you're getting a whole weekend's worth of her time where you get to go to brunches and lunches and seminars. No. Do I want to have brunch with that character? You're sitting down with this crazy-ass woman who had the nerve to go on the public uh, the internet, okay, and, and hex people. Listen, this lady has issues. She yep. has issues. I wouldn't take that course if you paid me. I wouldn't do it. I'm sorry. I wouldn't do it because I think that she's still in the process of healing and you can't, you can't heal others if you are not fully healed. So, yeah. um, Wagwan for real, Derek, come out of the back, back road and, 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 and cut the string. Yeah. Leave the girl alone. You don't see, say you've sabotaged this woman's, her character, her being, her whole self. Like she just seems like a shell of a person. Okay. Because of you. Um, and I want to say one other thing about this to the world and to people who are listening. Don't ever allow a man to take that much of who you are. Because... I don't know who Denea Jackson is. I know that she is very lost. She is following the wrong person and she needs to get a hold of herself. It's nice to see you put on some makeup and some lipstick and carry yourself like you're a human being. Okay. That's great. But at the end of the day, you're not fooling me. And anybody who pays seven grand to sit down with this woman, you, Honestly, you should be evaluated. 
because okay? <laughs> I don't understand how you would think this is okay. Um, and if anybody does go, can you let us know if Derek was there, please? In the background, I feel Derek's presence in the background. He's gonna be there. I I could imagine. I could imagine. But um, yeah, Danea, you got. There's something about her, Jeanette. I don't know what it is. I'm sorry, but it's giving mental illness. I don't know. The, the, the devil has a hold on that girl because let's just be real. She liked the lifestyle he was putting down. Okay. She liked the lifestyle. She liked, she's an introvert. You can see that, you know, he's an extrovert. And often people in that relationship dynamic, as the introvert, you're just happy to be around extroverts because you yeah. naturally wouldn't, you know, be the person. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, to be sociable and things like that. And so I think she was going along for the ride and it shows because she didn't get off the ride. She was kicked off the ride. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. you, you were kicked off that ride, girl. <laughs> okay. He said, okay, enough is enough. Bye. <laughs> and left you high and dry. You were willing to take years and years of this nonsense to the point where you were shell of yourself. You were. But we're going to move on from Danea. Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, um, if you ever hear this podcast, Danea, um, I think you still need to heal a little bit. Um, but for now, we're going to let you sit there with your $7,000 courses and classes. Um, I, I really want to see how that goes. I am going to stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, we're going to move on into the workouts. The workouts. You know, and so the workouts, the people who've been listening for a while, you know what a workout is. You know what the workout's about. But those who haven't. This is where we exercise our heart and uh, our mental fitness. And we do deep dive discussions on issues that are impacting our culture. And so one particular issue that has been hot right now in, in um, the medias is Jackie O, the death of Jackie O, which is DC Young Fly um, significant other. It wasn't his wife. They were not engaged as much as the media wants to push that. She was just his baby mama's significant other. They were in love, yes, but they were not married or any of that kind. So let's just put that out there. Because I noticed that the media's at first, oh, his significant, then, oh, they were, they're engaged and all sorts of things. Um, that doesn't matter. That's not here nor there mm -hmm. because this young lady, young, beautiful lady, has died from plastic surgery. Mm. Sad. It is a sad, sad case. Now, I have to look look up exactly what date because I was a little unclear with it. Um, I, I believe it was the 26th of May I was hearing that she was pronounced dead. And um, Oh, okay. Right. So it was a while ago, right? Mm. And so that, that plays a role. But anyhow... Um, we want to talk about this particularly from different aspects of this whole scenario and situation. One aspect being you think they're your friend until, right? And the other one being karma is a bitch. It really is. And, and lastly, 
why did he let her do this? So we'll go deeper into that as we go through this workout. So first, we want to state the facts. So Jackie O went in for uh, plastic surgery, and unfortunately, she died in the operating room. So there was complications, and she died. Now, we come to find out later on that Jackie O had some underlying heart issues, um, which is believed to have caused her death. Right. And so the plastic surgeon, I forget his name. Um, I have to look that up for everybody. But the plastic surgeon wasn't the best. Okay. This guy, from what I'm hearing, had like a three star. Okay. Um, on the Googles. And um, unfortunately, she went into this, I guess, knowing about the doctor and we we really don't know what the particulars are behind the scenes. Um, his name his name was uh, Zachary Oka. Yes, yes. And so a lot of people have in Hollywood have gone to this particular doctor for plastic surgery, and a lot of people have complained. Mm-hmm. Um, on Google reviews and stuff like that, they've complained and. He's done quite a bit of botched jobs. Yes. So the question is now posed for many people on social media. Why did DC, DC Young Fly allow his baby mother, significant other, to go to this doctor? Now, my feeling on that is he can't, he, he doesn't allow anything. She's a grown ass yeah. woman. She's going to yeah, do what she wants exactly. to do. Um, however, I feel like he didn't do his due diligence. He should have looked into the doctor. He should have done some extra research. And I feel like if he had gone to his woman and said, I'm really, I really don't like this guy. I really feel, have a funny feeling about this or whatever, however he wanted to put it to her. I'll pay for it. Whatever you want. Just don't go to this guy. I feel as though she would have taken it into consideration. Um, His opinion is obviously valuable to her. So I think she maybe she would have listened. Maybe she would have rethought it or maybe booked another appointment for another time. But I think that's the extent of which he could have done. She was grown Mm -hmm. and she has her own platform that she has to uphold and in her mind, she felt as though she had to do these type of surgeries in order to stay current, in order to stay, um, for her platform to stay thriving. And it's sad that she thought that she thought she had to do this, but she's a very beautiful woman in in, in itself. Um, she has three children with DC Youngfly, and the last one I think is is under the age of one, mm-hmm. and so you know, the baby fat, the, you know, the fat that you gain from having a child and stuff. She wanted to do this mommy makeover. Yeah. Unfortunately, sad, but true. She never made it out of the surgery room. What do you think about this, Jeanette, to this point here, before we move on with the other points is, do you think he could have done anything 
first, I want to do a correction because I was reading while you're we were going through uh the incident, and it looks like she was uh she emergency workers were dispatched to assist her in a Miami hotel room. Oh, and then my bad. they then they sent her to the hospital where she was pronounced dead. But regardless, it was probably shortly after she had the surgery. Um, but to your point about the DC young fly point, um, I, again, don't think he couldn't stop her. He wouldn't stop her. But I think what he, like, here's the thing. I think it's, at the end of the day, you have to remember DC young fly is a young man. Like he, I think he's in his early thirties. Right. Yes. And the average man, even though like, I think a good point is like, that's the mother of your child. You're not going to do that extra step. Go with her to the appointment at the very least. I would have liked to known that he went to the consultation with, mm-hmm. with her. I think I think if he went to the consultation with her, I would absolve him of every type of responsibility. Mm-hmm. I still don't give him any responsibility because mm-hmm. she's a, she decided to it's her body and she decided to do this. Outside of all the regular pressures that uh, uh, every woman has, including particularly, it's probably ten times worse for her because at the end of the day, she made her money as an Instagram model or whatever mm-hmm. in, in her appearance, whatever that the job looked like. It all it, a lot of her fame and you know, kind of where she was able to get herself famous mm-hmm. in the in social world it does have to do with looks. So even ten times more pressure than the average woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the only I don't agree. I don't blame DC Young Fly at all. I don't think he owns anything. But as I, the only thing I would have wished that he did as her being um, you know, they have they live together. She's my they have they're raising a family, three children together. Mm-hmm. I would have liked if he at least was in that consultation with her. But who knows, he's probably still wouldn't be able to, you know. I don't know. Like you said, if he did the research and saw the Google reviews and said, you know, I don't like these Google reviews, check some, you know what I mean? Check somebody else. Because most of the time, because she did a post, it's been deleted, but because she did a post that she was doing the, like announcing kind of like what was going on with that doctor, that tells me that she was promoting the doctor and the surgery was likely free. But we were talking about this. It's like, okay, I would have liked for him to look, if any of them, if not her, him, he'd be like, let me look up this doctor that and once you see it, it's clear. It's like a big, there's even stories. He was sued by some of these patients. And he yeah. counter-sued them for def- defamation. So this is all new. These are things that you would see if you looked yeah. them up. And, and um, j- just mention that there's a show, and it's called Botched. Yeah, oh, He's had Lord. several patients on that show. Ooh. Several patients mm. that went on Botched because of him. Just put that out there. But go on. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't really, I think it's, it's really insensitive for people to, to look at DC young fly like that. I think at the end of the day, it's her body, it's her decision. She went out of her, her way to do it. I do believe that he could have had a stronger influence if he, if he had I put like in. That. I would have, in an ideal world, I would really commend him for that. But at the end of the day, if he didn't, that's still, there's nothing wrong with that either. Cause you know, yeah. like she has her autonomy over her body. Like, yeah, she does. She, she does. Um, and so I wanted to go in, in into this other point that we were talking about. So uh, Azilia Banks out here. Lord, Azilia, 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 Azilia. Azilia, I need you to read the room. I need her <laughs> to do it because it wasn't, it was poor timing. 
It was very poor very, timing. Very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so back, I think maybe three years. Mm-hmm. So I do watch Wild and Out. I've watched mm-hmm. it from time to time. I was into it heavily at one point, and then I kind of just fell it's off. It's one of the shows that it's like they can end it. It's like it's been on forever, but I guess they, they, it's still on, so people are watching it. So I guess it, because it's funny, it's funny, yeah. and it's really creative. It's fun. And it's a fun show. Yeah, a lot of the people who are on the show, they're like. Their freestyling skills are so on point; it's ridiculous. Because mm-hmm. a lot of them, they're on, they're on stage and they have on point with their their comebacks or their raps or their whatever. And so, mm-hmm. Azealia was on the show, okay. And DC Young Fly, yes, he dissed her. He dissed her cold. He did. She, which she is looked the point like of the show. Mm-hmm. She looked like an idiot, and she started crying. Right. Mm-hmm. And now she's come back and said, karma is a bitch. Like, Ooh. look at what happened to your baby mother. It's mm. good that she died. I don't think she implied that it's good that she died. But well, it's, she implied it's karma. That's for sure. Well, she wasn't, she wasn't sad for the woman. She wasn't sympathetic. No, she wasn't. She wasn't at all. So, yeah. You know, Azealia is, she's a funny character, that one. She's into mm. the Bandulu business. Mm-hmm. She's into all sorts of things. Voodoo, um, all that stuff. Uh, voodoo, all sorts of things she's into. Okay? Santaria, all sorts of things. Mm. And so <laughs> she was coming at DC and saying, you know, well, karma, and you got your karma. I, I, and, I can read exactly what she said. Yes, you can go ahead. Because, mm. and after I read it, what I would like your POV is what he actually, you said you know the episode pretty well. Because some people are just saying, oh, he called her ugly and he calls everybody ugly. But I think it was an amalgamation of everything. I mean, I don't want to get too deep in the show because at the end of the day, regardless of how... Abuse. It has nothing to do with Jackie. It was still five years ago. Like, you know what I mean? But anyway, so her post starts with, damn, DC Youngfly spent years disguising his own deeply rooted hatred of self as jokes pointed at women's beauty, projecting his own feelings about his own ugliness onto women perfectly secure in their own skin. Say what you want about my tears. They were pure tears of rage and not at all a sign of weakness because in the end, I won. I'm happy. I cried and moved on. That Jackie old girl must have been so deeply insecure about herself. And the nerve of DC to call such a gorgeous woman as Azealia Banks ugly on national te- television while a bunch of black people laughed. Um, I can't even take you seriously. You're talking in the I third person. Like, stop. I don't I think anyone gets how much the press from that episode derailed the success of Anna Rentor, which is a single she was promoting at the time. I came to sing my song and go home and only at the request of my label. Then the stupid butch queens on stage, butch queens is a term for masculine gay men, behind me, basically making a mockery of it being a gay song, fake voguing behind me in their do-rags like they aren't all raging homosexuals. (laughs) That thorn in my side is finally out. No way in hell I was blessed with this many gifts, this much talent and beauty to be a cultural punching bag for a cast of peons who wouldn't have a pot to piss on if they didn't have the court of social media addicts to gesture for. 
I do this in real life, dick lickers. And ironically, dead at 32, exactly on my 32nd birthday, May 31st, in Miami, Florida. You niggas are going to learn to stop fucking with me. So that's most of it. That's most of it. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. And Celia, you know what? Honestly... There's times where Azalea has things to say, and she, I think- let me say she. I, I, listen, every listener, I I know Azalea is 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 this. She's done a lot of bad things, wrong, wrong things. But I am a person who was like this girl's talent, but she has derailed her own career. But when she does say things, if you're listening, if you're really listening, points are made. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, she does mm-hmm. make points and she's very intelligent and yes, she's very, very crafty right. with her words mm-hmm. and that's great. However, they're like venom. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's what your words are, venom. Savage. <laughs> okay, and um, I can get down with it when you're defending yourself or if you feel yes. strongly about something. I get it, right? I do. But this woman had nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. She had nothing to do with you. She didn't. She wasn't on stage making fun of you. You went to Wiling Out. You've never watched a Wiling Out episode before. You took your ass on there for real. <laughs> you should point. have expected to. You should have had your words lined up. Yeah, she needed to prepare for that. Okay, you should have had them ready. But instead, I think what really happened was Azalea is a bit of a narcissist. Yes, just a I little agree. bit. Okay? I agree with you. And she felt like she was under attack because she was ill-prepared, she was outnumbered, and unfortunately, she wasn't quick enough. And that's why I was saying earlier um, in a part of this segment was that you have to understand on Wilding Out, like the show, they're very talented, they're very crafty with their words, they're they're they're, some of them are like machete guns with their words. Like they're very quick. They're very fast. They, it's a skill. Now, Azalea is talented, but in a different way. She's not a freestyler. So she should have been prepared for that episode. She should have been ready to go. She should have had stuff in her back pocket waiting to go. But instead she was outnumbered. She was pretty much, she got dissed. She got upset, she started crying, she looked like a punk, and she came off the show. Now, how many years later, you see why it's never good to hold grudges? Because that has been festering into this woman. She said, it's like a thorn out of my side. What? Mm. Girl, let it go. It's not even that serious. First of all, your music should never be... It shouldn't be reliant on a show like Wild and Out. Mm-hmm. Your career, your abilities should never be reliant on a play well, on, on a show well, like Wild and Out. She set the label. Because personally I agree with you. Like brand wise, that is not the show. Like she makes music, I would say heavily that is very like her biggest fan base, even though she can go in on them as well, is a gay community. Um, the gay boys, um, you know, because she does dance music. Yes, yeah, she's yeah. a hip hop artist. She's actually a very good hip artist, but hip hop artist. But she's moved towards the more dance sound, which yeah. I don't. I, yeah, she's very good at it, so I don't mind it. Um, but yeah, that's not the audience. 
and she wasn't prepared. Yeah. We're not sitting here, you know, um, sharing, you know, different ideas on paper. No, these people, they're quick on their feet. They're quick on their feet. They have to be. That's a part of their job. And so you weren't prepared. So now let's fast forward five years. The thorn might have been out your side, but you could have just shut up. You could have shut up. But I think she did it on purpose. I think she She sure to- did. But she I'm did. hoping to see that you have an album following this type of attention. Yes, please. Because if you just, yeah, otherwise it's really like, damn You're girl. just a vindictive heifer and you need to go sit down someplace. Um, and speaking of heifers, mm. I'm going to go into the last part of this segment yes. here on talking about Jackie O. Now, um, before we go into Simone B, or B yeah. Simone, sorry, mm-hmm. B Simone, um, I did want to say that, you know, we need to understand as a society that surgeries are nothing to play with. They're nothing to play with. The simplest of surgeries, and this could happen, where people die. So women out here, if you're going to, if you must, because I know myself, I've always wanted a little lipo here and a little lipo there. Yeah, me too. Right? And however, I've never done it. I've never gone that route. And so if you're going to do it, can you do your homework, please? Mm. Please do your homework. This is your body. This is what you're going to have for the rest of your life. You only get one. You can't exchange. You can't you, you, you can't return. This is serious. You're going under the knife. You're going to you're being put to sleep. Your organs are being shut down and controlled by machines. It's nothing to play with. So, let this be a cautionary tale for all those out here who want to do the mommy makeovers and the things. Please be aware. This kid, she's only thirty-two. Okay, you know and and they're saying, uh, you know, mommy makeover can entail many, many. It's a lot of. It's a it's a group of procedures, and to me, looking at it, it'd be safer to just do each of these procedures separately, right? So uh, another thing is, is it the combination of multiple procedures? Typically, the standard one is a tummy tuck and breast segmentation, but they're saying it could be breast lift, liposuction, vaginal rejuvenation. It could be all four of those things. So that's a pretty scary thought, um, everybody. Well, right. And so with anesthesia, right, oh, the patient the only stays under and asleep for so long. So when you have multiple things going on at the same time, the doctors are rushing. Right, like they're rushing through because they're racing the clock for when your body will naturally, like they have to wake you up. They, I think it's eight hours that they'll have in total to keep you under. So, mm-hmm. with that being said, they have to rush through. So, when you have multiple things that they have to do, they're rushing through and they can hit an artery, they can hit a vein. You know, it, it, all I'm saying is to each their own. Because it's your body, not mine. You know what I mean? Just do your homework. This is what this is showing us. She is not the first. Mm. She's not the first. Look what happened to Kanye's mom. I understand. She was older. I get it. However, complications are complications with surgery. Surgery is not a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am type of thing. It's a serious Mm. thing, and we should take it seriously. And one thing that I take seriously 
is friends like B. Simone. Mm. This woman calls herself a friend of Jackie O. Okay. Right. Now, this woman has passed away. She has left behind three children and a a devastated partner. And she, B. Simone, is using her grief to get paid by subscribers. This woman has passed away and B. Simone is jumping on the opportunity train. It's so sad. She's trying to get paid subscribers to talk about her grief with her close friend who has now passed away. If you ask me, B. Simone, she's a little grimy. She's a little dirty. There's something about her I never used to, I don't like. I think that she is um, a, a nice person overall. But whenever she sees an opportunity, she runs and dashes on that. And in this situation, I think it was really disgusting. I think her timing was off. I think the fact that this woman has died and you're focused on getting paid subscribers is 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 kind of despicable. Um, and so what do you think about B. Simone and her, her, her antics with this situation with Jackie O? Um... It really is going to take away from her credibility because uh, when we were talking, I was saying, I listened to her podcast, Know For Sure, with her friend. And it's very, there's a lot of spirituality that they talk about and introspective. And I I really enjoy it. And Mm -hmm. I think it makes me feel like, you know, both of those people, uh, B. Simone and Megan, like they, they are they have some type of, they're coming from a good place, right? Mm-hmm. However, this is just down and dirty. I'm sorry. This is even worse than Azalea because at least Azalea has a reason to be grimy. And she's straight real about she's it. She's bitter. Too. She's straight bitter over this incident, right? But this is, be small. This is one of your good, good friends. I saw you even on the podcast. And mm-hmm. essentially what is so disgusting is you're using your friend's death to profit. And it's very sickening to me as you were proclaiming that you are Christian and you're trying to get closer to God and then you're doing something so grimy. And essentially what she is doing is she has posted on her um, Instagram that she will be charging um, folks for... um, basically going on her close friends on on instagram because instagram you could like you know if you're paid you know she's a content creator Mm -hmm. so yes you can have people that subscribe to you and support you but i think maybe maybe you can pay charge a little bit more for the close friends subscribing to close friends i don't know but i'm very sickened and sad to hear that because like what kind of person what how greedy do you have to be to blatant like like she didn't even hide it like she didn't no. even, like to me it was like you 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 I get it girl you need to make this is how you make your money con- with content and this is content a lot of people will be want, will wanting to be see as as gross as it as gross as it sounds to say that people are gonna want to hear and see what you have to say but you just straight point blank you didn't sugarcoat it like you Not just a- went in rough like that's so nasty just it's it's it's. It shows a lot to her character and it shows a lot to her as a friend, you yeah. know, um, you should be mourning this girl right now. Yeah. Not so she, she, 
she lady. pretty much what started what started the cuff the kerfuffle. She posts on her stories, and she said, "If you're not on my close friends, you're not going to see much of my life during this time." Of course, because she's grieving. Close friends, I love you. Thank you for being a safe place. So essentially, being if you and then she put a link to her close friends. Like that was like it was so gross. It's disgusting. I think you know, um, B. Simone has always crossed me as an opportunist, and I understand we should all yeah, be a multiple bit of an incidences right? of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should all have a little bit of that in us, right? However, um, when she did her book, the book it was this little paperback book that really and truly. It was nothing any different than what's on the market. It was poorly put together. You know, she was just trying to get to her goal of being a millionaire. At that time, that's what was she that's what she was pushing was being a millionaire as well as having, you know, selling this book. I will say B Simone has many hustles. She has many yes. hustles, right? Yeah. So in this respect, did you really need to hustle this? Like, did you really, your podcast is doing relatively well. You have all these different streams of income. Was it really that necessary for you to do that? I don't think so. I don't think so. She does cross me as an opportunist to the point where she'll walk over anybody. She'll walk over anybody if you let her. Um, And this kind of speaks to that. I think it's disturbing that you would do that. You know, especially the girl just died, bro. Like, she just died. Yeah. You know, come on. Like, your mind as a friend shouldn't be here. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, you should be so taken back by the fact that she passed away. You know, you should be calling her family. You know, and supposedly they were close friends. But I, I truly believe in Hollywood. There are no friends. Yeah. There really are no friends. There's just opportunities that are waiting to happen. And um, in this situation, that's exactly what she did. She was very opportunistic in this case. Um, I will say, you know, RIP to Jackie O and Mm -hmm. my deepest condolences to her family. Um, DC Young Fly, you're going to have these babies on your hands and I know you'll do right by those kids for their mother who's passed away. Um, those poor babies, especially the last one is not even going to know the mother, uh, Mm. under a year old. Right. Um, so with all that said, when we're thinking about doing things with our bodies, people be very sure. Be a hundred percent sure. All your boxes need to be ticked off. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's not. It's a requirement. You gotta make sure. Um, and I hope I hope that we all learn from this. And for people like Azealia Banks, this is not her fight. That fights with DC Youngfly. Go mm-hmm. deal with him, okay? This woman and you know had nothing to do with it. B. Simone, I wouldn't be your best friend if you paid me, okay? Because as soon as something par with me, you're going to go on OnlyFans and do this and that and try to have different accounts and get money off of my grief and my pain. I'm not about that life. Um, But we will wrap up the show now and say that, you know, love yourself. 
love yourself. Love yourself unconditionally. And then if you still feel like it's, it's something that you really need to do, be smart about it. Be wise about it. Do your research. Don't walk into anything blindly. Um, and so we hope that your hearts and minds were activated on this week's show. So whether you leave with your heart or your mind, please stay passionate and thoughtful. We will talk soon. It's summertime, everybody out here. So, you know, we're trying to enjoy a little bit of this weather, but we'll keep up with you guys real soon. And uh, talk soon. Okay, bye. Bye.